what you will have seen throughout this morning is a few different ways that you can express to God the way that you feel or think about Him. For some of you, you may be a little bit more intellectual, and so thinking through the concepts of God is a way of expressing how you feel or what you think about Him. For others, it's really right down here in the heart. And things like art or contemplation or music, they really speak to you and they help express for you. Whatever it is, I just encourage you to explore, we call them different pathways, spiritual pathways to connect with God, to express to God praise and worship. Now, on your worksheets, we have a little bit of a, um, a square there for doing art as worship. So maybe you've had a go at this already, or maybe you want to for the rest of the time. I'm going to be doing a little bit of speaking, so you guys might want to do that during this time. Has anyone done any pictures? Anyone sort of done something artistic in that space already? I say that because I know my son has. Riley, do you want to tell us what you drew? When we're on the, um, yeah, that's okay. Just go ahead. <laughs> we were on the trip, and we saw we went up to this rock, and it, the when the waves crashed on the rocks, they were really really big. Yeah, and they blew up like a blowhole, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and so he drew that, and it was it was a very beautiful place, wasn't it? It was like beautiful, but also very powerful and. There was, you know, we had to be careful around that, which is a great picture of who God is, isn't it? He is beautiful. He is serene. He is calming, but he's also powerful, and we have to be careful. We cannot take him for granted. So very cool. Thank you, Riley. I appreciate you sharing with that. All right, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit now, and we're going to talk more about trust. And I'm going to grab my iPad because I do have notes. I want to talk a little bit about trust as a form of worship. And to do that, I want to do a little bit of a survey amongst some people here, okay? So we're doing a lot of more interaction today. A lot more you guys have to talk. And so we're going to do another bit like this. And I've got a couple of questions for you. The first question is for the adults. What is something you would never trust a child to do? What is something you would never trust a child to do? And Molly's going to come around with the microphone. Anyone want to? No, this is for adults. Yes, okay. Cut my hair. Cut your hair. <laughs> yep, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. You'd only ever want to do that once. <laughs> okay, something else. Something you would never trust a child to do. This is for adults. You can shout it out if you don't want to use the microphone. Louisa, yep. I appreciate you interacting, Louise. Thank you. Drive my car. Drive your car. That's a wise answer. Never trust a child to drive your car, especially if you're in it. Anyone else? All right. Oh, yep. Cook a steak. Oh, no. That's a good one. <laughs> yep, no, that's fair. I wouldn't, there's very few people I would trust to actually cook a steak, and the one who said that is one of them. <laughs> If you ever have a chance to go around and eat at Mike Taylor's place and have a steak, you will never regret it. Anyway, all right, switching it around. This is for the kids. Children, 
What is something you would never trust an adult to do? And the hands go up. There's a lot more interaction on this one. Okay. What would you never trust an adult to do? Okay. <laughs> okay, I think the, the idea of interacting was possibly more than the actual answer. Play my video games. Play your video games. Okay. They are going to die the very first moment possible. Choose my clothes. Choose your clothes. Oh, okay. A little picky about the clothes. Be awkward. I'm seeing nods from mum and dad there too. That's funny. I'm sorry, I missed that one. Be awkward. Oh, yeah. Be awkward? <laughs> I would trust my parents to be awkward sometimes. <laughs> I think that's something adults could do very, very well. All right, we've got one down here. Come in my room. Come in your room. You'd never trust an adult to come in your room. I hate to burst your bubble, bud, but it's probably happened and will happen again. All right, Finn. What's something Kill you would me. never... Sorry? Well, say that again. Kill me. Kill you. Well, that's good. That's good. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a turning the logic around there. I would never trust an adult to the, maybe not the adults you love. It's gone down a dark path. I think we should move on on that one. <laughs> All right, so there are some things that we would only trust to certain people. Is that fair? If you walked into the doctor's office and you needed to get something done and you saw that their doctorate diploma was a hand-drawn certificate from Uncle Bob's Clown College, you probably wouldn't let them do heart surgery on you. Right? Probably. Like, I'm guessing that is possibly something. So there are certain things that you would only let a certain person to do. And the more important it is to you, the less likely you are to trust other people to do it. Does that make sense? the more important it is to you, the less likely you are to trust. That goes for kids and adults, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. That makes when you trust someone, when you actually do trust someone with something very important, that is an incredible compliment to their abilities in that area, isn't it? When you trust someone to drive you, you're saying you are a he half-decent driver. If you trust someone to do surgery on you, you're saying, I believe in your ability to do surgery. Or I'm blindly hoping in your ability to do surgery. Maybe if we've done our homework, all right? So I want to read a story to you from the book of Matthew. Okay, so this is something that happened during Jesus' lifetime. And it says here, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, you know, I'm not actually doing the clicker lane, so you want to follow along. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, which is a city, a Roman officer came to him and pleaded with him. He says, Lord, which by the way, is an incredible name for a Roman army officer to give to a local um, Israelite, okay? Even though he was a teacher, to call him Lord is a powerful statement. Anyway, he says, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. It's very nice, thank you. But the officer said, Lord, no, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. 
I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Think about the statement here. Think about what this guy says. Okay, this is a Roman soldier who is used to the Roman way of doing things. He hears about Jesus and he says to Jesus, I need you to heal my, my servant. He's paralyzed. And Jesus says, yes, I'll come. He said, no, 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 don't come. He trusted Jesus so much in his ability to heal, he didn't even need him to come to his house. All he needed was the green light. All he needed was a yes, I'll do it. And he knew, he trusted that it would happen. What an incredible compliment to Jesus' ability to heal, right? What an incredible compliment. There's not a doctor in the world that I could say, yeah, you could do this from where you stand, all right? I need my tooth pulled. You can do it from your office. I'll be at home. Don't worry about it. It's happened. Like, that's incredible trust. But he trusted in who Jesus was. Now, this is the fun thing about when we're talking about worship, because that was an act of worship, was it not? Because who can do that? Who can do that? Only God can do that. Only God could do something like that. He knew it, which is why he called him Lord. He knew that whether he knew that he was God himself or he knew that he was like right there with God, he knew that it would happen. When we trust God, we are telling him that we believe in his abilities and we believe in who he is. It is an act of worship. In fact, I think it's kind of an ultimate act of worship. Because we can sing songs all the live day long, can't we? I mean, we can say all of the right words. We can put post-its up on posters everywhere, and we could not mean a single thing. That is possible. And I would probably say happens in churches all around the world all the time. We like the idea of worshiping God, but that worship often doesn't come from very deep inside of us. But when it comes to trusting Him, when it comes to doing something that He says, like when He says, jump, when He says, go, when He says, do this, when He says, say that, and it's hard, and it's difficult, and it makes us uncomfortable. When we trust Him, we are truly showing what we truly think about who God is, aren't we? Isn't that a statement of who God truly is in our minds, in our hearts, when we're willing to trust Him? When a mom and dad follow the principles of parenting, they are saying that they trust God's ability to raise a child. They trust God's understanding of child psychology. They trust God's understanding of the human condition in the human heart when parents follow those principles. When we give, we take the money out of our pocket or out of our digital bank accounts and we put it in God's hands, we are trusting that He understands money, that He understands the world and how it works, and that He has the ability to provide what we need. Maybe not what we want, but what we need. Kids, 
when you obey your parents, and I'm assuming that sometimes you do this. Maybe that's a strong assumption. But when you obey your parents, you're not only trusting them, but you are trusting that God has the ability to help your parents make good decisions. Does that make sense? You're trusting that God has the ability to help your parents make good decisions when you trust them and you obey them. But it's hard, isn't it? And that's why it's a form of worship. In fact, that is why I believe it is the fundamental part of our faith is trusting in God. Because when we trust in Him, we can do the things He wants us to do. You know, I said that when we get the fundamentals down, the level of everything we do will rise. Well, there are things that God has in mind for us to do. Maybe it's general things. Maybe it's specific things for you. But you won't be able to do those things unless you trust Him because they're going to be hard. And they're going to take us out of our comfort zone. They're going to be tricky. They're going to require us to trust God's ability to take care of us. Does that make sense? That is why trust is an ultimate form of worship. But when we understand who God is, then we can trust. And that is worship. There's a, there's a cool verse in Psalm, Psalm 9, verse 10. If you've got a worksheet... This is on your worksheet, so it's coming up on the screen. You can copy it down. It is coming up on the screen, right, Lane? Come on! There we go. All right. Those who know your name trust in you. And not just knowing your name like, oh, Yahweh, that's the name of God. Or like, I remember that guy. But those who know it's a phrase that means know who you are. Those who know who God truly is, they trust in you. There's not one person who truly understands who God is and doesn't trust you, except maybe Satan. And I don't understand why he did that. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. But those who know you trust in you because you, O oh Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. You're there. He's showing himself he can be trusted. So look, there's going to be a lot of situations you face in life from young age all the way through to older age. I'm not saying old age, older age, right? Throughout every period of your life, there are going to be things that you are going to be asked to do by God that are hard, that are going to take you down a path of difficulty, that are going to make you possibly step away from things you love or people that you love. For God's purposes, not our own. There are going to be moments when you are asked to do that. And kids, some of those moments may even be happening in your homes as we speak, where you are asked to trust your parents and obey your parents. You're asked to do your schoolwork when schoolwork just sucks and you don't want to do it. But you're being asked to follow the rules and you're being asked to do these things. And we can trust that God is taking us in the right direction, can't we? And the more we get to know him, the more that we can trust in him because he will never abandon any of us.
or never about any of us. I'm going to pray. And then I believe, do we have worship next, Nate? Yes, we do. No? You want to be done? Are we done? <laughs> it's 11.30. Oh, I'm just going to pray. And then what we're going to do is we, uh, Molly's going to come up and do a couple of quick, quick, quick notices. And then we're going to have some morning tea together. Lord, just thank you so much that we can trust you. Thank you for all of the different ways that we've been able to express our praise and our worship for you. And as we go about our weeks and our lives, that we would trust that you are never going to abandon us. You will always be there with us. We thank you for that. It's in your awesome name we pray. Amen.